0: The Italian Wine Podcast is introducing a new donation drive this month. It's called Why Am I a Fan? We are encouraging anyone who tunes in on a regular basis to send us your 10-second video on why you are a fan of our podcast network or a specific show. We will then share your thoughts with the world with the goal of garnering support for our donation drive. Italian Wine Podcast is a publicly funded, sponsor-driven enterprise that needs you in order to continue to receive awesome free wine edutainment seven days a week. We are asking our listeners to donate to the Italian Wine Podcast by clicking either the GoFundMe link or the Patreon link found on ItalianWinePodcast.com. Remember, if you sign up as a monthly donor on our Patreon, we will send you a free IWP t-shirt and a copy of the Wine Democracy Book, the newest Mama Jumbo Shrimp publication.
1: Join me. Welcome to Wine, Food, and Travel with me, Mark Millen, on Italian Wine Podcast. Today we travel to beautiful Emilia Romagna, to the foothills above Parma that lead up to the high Apennines, to visit Langirano, a town dedicated to the production of one of Italy's greatest food products. Prosciutto di Parma, D-O-P. My guest today is Luca Galloni, whose family firm, Prosciutto Galloni, produces an exceptional high-quality example that's available both in Italy as well as abroad. I had the pleasure to visit Luca in Longerano just a few months ago, so I'm delighted today to have him with us to share his family story and to tell us all about Prosciutto di Parma. Welcome, Luca. Thanks so much for being my guest today. How are you? And is the sun shining in Langirano?
2: Hello, Mark. Uh, here in Galloni, everything works uh, fine. And uh, since the last time you visited us, uh, our prosciutto are aging well, and their flavor is developing uh, even more than before.
1: <laughs> uh, I can just picture all those beautiful... Beautiful brugiotti slowly maturing in the brugiotti feature. It's quite a sight to see them. Now, the brugiotto galloni is in Langhirano, um, and it's a very particular place because it's a town that's dedicated to the production of this one very special product. Why is Langhirano? The place for Prosciutto di Parma, and what is so special about this particular environment?
2: Uh, L'Angherano is uh, a small village on uh, Parma hills, and uh, it is located uh, at the foot of uh, Apennine mountains. Uh, it's like a few kilometers from Gulf of La Spezia, uh, the seaside, and uh, for this reason, it is perfect to receive uh, the Marino, is a gentle wind that comes from the sea and give us uh, the right humidity and temperature to age uh, prosciutto, prosciutto di parma. Okay,
1: so it's a particular location that that benefits from these natural conditions. It's quite extraordinary when one drives into Longerano, Passing the beautiful Torrechiara castle and coming into the town to see these large buildings, the prosciutifici, that are all positioned in a particular angle. I guess that's to be able to to utilize this special wind, the Marino, that that comes in off the mountains.
2: Yes, it is. Uh, it is correct. We received the and uh, all uh, the prosciutifici. We call it them uh, prosciutifici. All uh, orientated. Uh, uh, to receive uh, this wind from uh, the seaside. Okay.
1: So, historically, has Langhirano been a center for the production of prosciutto di Parma for a very long time?
2: Yeah, sure. Like uh, I don't have exact information about uh, when the production uh, started, but I know that Langhirano was famous for prosciutto even at the end of the 19th uh, century. But uh, probably when uh, we spread uh, worldwide, it was uh, around the seventies. Okay, so that was when
1: a big boom in 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 production came about with with the large number of Bruschettifichi. Exactly. Okay, there there previously Luca, there was a very important um, symbiotic relationship between the producers of another famous product from your area, Parmigiano Reggiano and prosciutto di Parma. Tell us about this.
2: I think that uh, uh, for sure prosciutto and uh, parmigiano are uh, the two most uh, iconic products uh, of Parma and uh, for sure of Emilia-Romagna, our region. It is important to know that uh, historically our breeders used to fed our pigs with uh, whey, that is the noble waste of parmigiano production. For, so for uh, some reason... Uh, it is, uh, it is uh, their connection, their relationship uh, grow stronger and stronger. Yes, uh,
1: Luke, I remember when I visited um, the region many years ago that every uh, Cazificio producing Parmigiano Reggiana, many of them would have um, uh, an area where they kept pigs actually on at the Cazificio and this huge quantity of whey, would be fed to the pigs, giving making the meat, I guess, very sweet, which is important for prosciutto di Parma. I don't think that happens anymore, but it's an interesting historical link.
2: Is that right? It's not. It's not the case anymore. That depends. Depends. Uh, there are many breeders that uh, are uh, still uh, uh, feeding uh, their pigs uh, uh, in this way, and uh, actually, we are selecting our raw materials. Uh, with uh, also this kind of uh, um, link, we need that uh, our uh, our producer or our breeder, like uh, they give us this kind of way, because uh, it's perfect to uh, age the prosciutto with the minimum quantity of salt, because uh, the connection between the muscle is stronger and the, also the fat of our uh, of our uh, pigs uh, is uh, more. And uh, very white, that is perfect for our production, actually. Ah, okay. So you get that beautiful white fat,
1: that sweet fat. Now, um, prosciutto di Parma is one of Italy's greatest food products. It's loved in Italy, and it's also known throughout the world. What makes prosciutto di Parma, D.O.P., so special, so different from other air-cured hams,
2: Produced elsewhere in Italy. I think that uh, for this product, uh, its taste, uh, its flavor, its uh, sweetness, uh, and also uh, its mild uh, mildness uh, is uh, a universal taste. So it is good, and uh, everyone (laughs) likes uh, good food. So even if it's not uh, from, uh, uh, if if uh, it uh, doesn't belong to us traditional of a foreigner country is loved from everyone from Italy to U.S. Uh, to Canada to Australia and uh, everyone is uh, able to immediately recognize uh, its uh, unique taste. Yeah, I think that's
1: right. It's, it's that delicacy and the sweetness along with the depth of flavor that good prosciutto di parma has. Now, your ficio is extremely modern and makes use of the latest technologies. I saw robots moving the hams around and assisting with various processes. But at its core, it's still very much an artisan product produced by the skill of of um, artisan maestri who know just what needs to be done at every stage. I remember seeing the chief salter, for example, rubbing each prosciutto by hand, knowing just how much salt to put uh, around each prosciutto because it would differ. Can you explain something of the process to make a prosciutto di Parma, transforming the legs, hind legs of pork into this fabulous product?
2: I think that uh, you are totally right. Prosciutto is still a a very artisan product and the human hands are uh, indispensable. Uh, and you remember well uh, when you spoke about uh, our uh, salter, our master salter, because uh, we still are salting by hand every single Galloni prosciutto. We have salters, uh, Gino, Piero, uh, Roberto, that uh, are still salting by hand and they have more than 25 years of experience. They can just uh, they can adjust uh, the percentage of uh, salt by a 0.01% of salt with uh, just their uh, sensitivity. They are helped, of course, by technology. We now use uh, robots, uh, we use uh, high-tech computers, uh, but all of them are working to serve our prosciutto masters. And uh, for this reason, I think that uh, the technology is part uh, of uh, our history. We can say that tradition... It is the result of uh, a true innovative product. Okay, so um, that's very interesting to see
1: how out of an artisan level, you've also been able to uh, use technology now to create, uh, to improve the product, but also to make it on a larger scale tell us a little bit about your family history then and how the business evolved uh, with the different generations well
2: um, our story it is uh, very long uh, we are uh, a family a family run company and uh, now me and my two brothers uh, we are uh, the third generation leading uh, the the company of course uh, under the guide under the eye of uh, mirella and uh, carlo that uh, They are my aunt and uh, my father. Uh, Our family, Galloni family, started in 1960, uh, founded by Primo Galloni, my grandfather, and uh, his uh, eight brothers. Uh, They were five men and four women. But Primo Galloni started working in a prosciutto prosciutto company, the Bianchi Ugolotti. It uh, doesn't exist uh, anymore even earlier than 1960, because he started in 1935. So he was able to pass us uh, his uh, great knowledge. Uh, but most of all, I think that he was able to pass us uh, his passion for making this uh, extraordinary product.
1: okay, and so then it's moved on the generations with uh, each generation adding, improving. I think your factory burned down, didn't it? You had a a, a problem and then have built the new modern factory.
2: Yeah, it is true. Uh, we had uh, this uh, big uh, fire in uh, 2016. It was the 14th of July 2016, but uh we we found uh, that uh, in our family in our people we found the strength to rebuild everything and uh, the same day my father told uh, everyone of the company okay we are going to rebuild uh, a new factory it's going to be even more beautiful than uh, than before and uh, we are going to produce a prosciutto that uh, even is uh, even better than before and uh, we are going to do it uh, in uh, less than one year and uh, the 13 of July 2017, we were able to salt the first uh, the first prosciutto of the new plant. So it was tough, because <laughs> uh, it was a tough year. But uh, at the end of everything, I think that uh, we were we were able to build something really really unique in the world. Now, Luca, how many prosciutti do you produce?
1: Are you, is Galoni a, a large company, a medium company?
2: Uh, we can say that uh, we are a medium company. Uh, speaking about uh, um, producer, among the producer of prosciutto, we are uh, a medium company. We produce, we have three plants, so we produce a good amount of uh, prosciutto per year. But uh, inside the, <laughs> the, the salumi world, we can say that uh, we are. Uh, uh, still a small company and uh, all of our companies or all, all of our plant they works like uh, in a unique way in their own way so uh, they produce from the beginning to the end uh, their own prosciutto so we can uh, even say that uh, they are a little bit in competition uh, between uh, uh, the one that produce uh, uh, prosciutto the, the one that produce the better prosciutto <laughs> okay Okay. So producing, um, making
1: a prosciutto, you've explained, is actually very, very precise, but also simple. You're taking the hind leg of, of, of a pig and you're salting it, but just that right level, just that minimum amount of salt in order to cure the meat and allow it to be conserved but also to maintain its sweetness, to not be too salty.
2: That's the art of it. Is that right? Totally correct. It it is uh, easy to make prosciutto. I mean, it's not so easy. It's uh, it's very difficult (laughs) to make prosciutto, but uh, it is very simple because it has just uh, two ingredients that uh, are uh, pork meat and salt. We don't use any preservatives. We don't use any coloratinates. We just use uh, these two ingredients, but uh, at the same time, I would say that uh, also the experience of our people uh, and also the environment uh, where we age the prosciutto are uh, really important in order to reach uh, the best quality of uh, Prosciutto. Okay, and what is the minimum age to for prosciutto di Parma? Allora, uh, well, the minimum to deserve the double crown of Parma is uh, are uh, twelve months. Twelve months, uh, the consortium arrives uh, and uh, uh, check every single prosciutto. They uh, try to understand if they are good or not, and if they deserve the crowns. If they deserve the crowns, they put this brand fire with uh, the Parma crown that uh, is uh, the symbol of prosciutto di Parma. But for example, in Galloni, our minimum, it is uh, at least uh, 16 months. That uh, uh, for us is the minimum to guarantee our uh, unique taste. We don't think that uh, is, uh, our prosciutto is ready before.
1: Okay, I, I enjoyed
2: um, tasting with you a range of different prosciutto
1: of different ages. What happens to prosciutto? to its flavor as
2: it ages? How does it develop? I think that uh, mm, our minimum is 16, age, uh, 16 months, uh, as I told you, but uh, we can reach even 30, 36 months. And the more you age uh, the prosciutto, more strong the flavor is going to be. I don't think that there is uh, a perfect age. For example, my favorite one is uh, 20 months, but uh, you can taste uh, uh, the mildness uh, when you eat uh, at uh, 20 months, but at the same time, it is a strong character. So it is uh, also a matter of a ca- character. Okay. The perfect age is a matter of uh, uh, how you taste it and in uh, which uh, circumstance are you having it. Well, let's
1: talk about that. The best ways to enjoy prosciutto di parma. What are the various circumstances or ways to enjoy prosciutto di Parma and what wine
2: would you drink with it? I'm a purist <laughs> of prosciutto galloni so always plain but uh, maybe with uh, some bread in Italy we have uh, a huge choice of different type of bread but even with some uh, bufala mozzarella or uh, some pigs it is uh, very good but even with uh, pizza with prosciutto galloni you can uh, Uh, eat a great pizza with our prosciutto, but always remember to put the prosciutto just after you uh, cooked (laughs) your pizza, not before.
1: (laughs) Okay, okay. And what about uh, the wines that pair well with prosciutto? I know that the Colli di Parma, for example, where you are is also a wine area, producing some wonderful wines that do go very well with Prosciutto di Parma and with other salumi.
2: Yes, yeah, uh, totally true. In, uh, in On our hills, uh, we've produced uh, a fantastic uh, Malvasia. It's a very fruity wine. And for me, it's perfect to pair with uh, Prosciutto because uh, I think that the perfect combination is with uh, uh, sparkling wine. But uh, in Italy, there are uh, many, many sparkling Italian wines that uh, are perfect. I think, for, for example, to a Trento DOC. Uh, uh, or uh, an uh, Alta uh-huh, Or a
1: Franciacorta. Or Franciacorta,
2: exactly. Franciacorta is uh, wonderful. Yeah, yeah.
1: Actually, that's interesting. I think you're right. Sparkling wines do go extremely well with prosciutto. Maybe it's the delicacy of both uh, that pairs well. I know Mangherano is famous for prosciutto di Parma, but Emilia Romagna, Emilia particularly, as a whole, produces a vast range of cured pork products, many with their own DOP quality designations. I'm thinking of Culatello di Zibello, uh, mortadella della di Bologna, Salame di Felino, Coppa Piacentini, and much more. Why, historically, has Emilia been such an important area for the curing of pork products?
2: I think that uh, Emilia Romagna it is a strategic place for uh, salumi. We have uh, mountains of We have uh, the river Po, we have the biggest level ground in Italy, and also we have the sea. And uh, I think that uh, it is for this reason that we were able to grow pigs uh, in uh, Pianura Padana, but also to easily uh, measure them or uh, to produce different kinds, to make different production like mortadella or in uh, the bassa, in uh, the level ground, to produce... uh, Another salumi, that is uh, culatello. And uh, so I think that is a perfect combination, breeders and uh, producers. Yes, yes, I can see that. And of course,
1: um, this uh, great Po Valley, the longest river in Italy, this is known as Food Valley because so many good things to eat and drink come from the Po Valley. Parma is famous for for its foods as well, Uh, not just prosciutto. What are some of the most typical dishes that every visitor to Parma and Langhirano must sample? After, the, of course, their antipasto of galoni prosciutto.
2: Uh, that is a tough question. <laughs> yeah, lots of good things. Yes, I would uh, certainly say torta fritta, but uh, that is which, of course, is perfect with uh, prosciutto. Yeah, of course. So
1: the torta fritta. This is um, the dough or. Um, square pasta that's in deep fried, is that right? To have with yeah. with salumi, with prosciutto.
2: You're right. Okay, I love that. Uh, uh, almost a street food. Yes, you can. Uh, it's, uh, it's perfect with uh, as a street food as, uh, as an appetizer. But uh, also, I would say ricotta and spinach tortelli are very famous in uh, Parma. It's something that you have to try, and for sure, anolini. Is a kind of tortellini in broth. But there are so many dishes I can try. Yeah,
1: (laughs) it it, it is one of the great areas in Italy to travel for food.
2: Now, um, you export your
1: prosciutto di Parma all around the world, particularly to the U.S. as well, I think, as to the U.K., where a lot of our listeners are located. Uh, Is your prosciutto widely available? In the U.S.
2: Absolutely yes. We uh, this year we uh, reached uh, also different countries. We now are exporting in 25 different uh, countries uh, worldwide. So we reach uh, every corner of uh, of the world. But just uh, like uh, uh, countries that uh, appreciate the highest quality for uh, Prosciutto di Parma, of course.
1: Now, what should consumers look for when buying Prosciutto di Parma, wherever they're located?
2: Of course, uh, I think that they look for Prosciutto galloni <laughs> Of course.
1: Now, is is pre-sliced prosciutto is sold in su- supermarkets an acceptable way of purchasing? For some of us, it, it's the only choice we have
2: I think yes I think that uh, the world is developing and uh, for sure we need also a different way to eat uh, prosciutto so of course uh, pre-sliced is an option I think that the best way for sure is still to slice uh, your prosciutto freshly uh, on a, maybe on a burger slicer and to eat uh, it uh, right way but uh, for sure, also sliced uh, is an option. Actually, I was um, fortunate enough to,
1: to be able to sample your prosciutto in just that way with that beautiful hand slicer being turned by hand and the slices of prosciutto just coming off. And And we sampled it, uh, I think, with a glass of Malvasia. So it's a beautiful memory for me uh, to uh, make, you know, I think of that when I think of Um, my visit to Langerano with me. You've made me very hungry this morning and I wish I could uh, enjoy some of your prosciutto di Parma right now. But um, I'd like to thank you for being my guest today, Luca, and I hope we can get together again sometime soon over that glass of wine, that plate of prosciutto.
2: I hope that uh, you're going to visit the Galloni plant again in Italy and, uh, of course, uh, we are waiting for uh, you in uh in parma so it would be a pleasure for us to see you again thank you luca i hope to see you soon grazie e a presto grazie a tutti è stato un piacere ciao